Hey, this is Ash from All Things Dentistry, and you're doing the drive. So the past few days have been like amazing. I love doing what I do, and uh, so um, let's see. Thursday we had a guided implant surgery, so we had a cone beam taken, a small volume for tooth number four six. And actually, Carlos, uh, a friend of mine, he's a medical officer, and he first came to me when, or actually, I saw him. I was doing some patient safety training with him, and he had a tooth number. One of his actually central incisors, his uh, tooth number two one in the picture might be opposite. So his front left actually central incisor was becoming flared. And I said, was that from an accident? And he said, no, my lingual wire broke and they couldn't replace it wherever he was. And now it's flaring out his front tooth. And I was like, whoa, that's, cr- I can't believe it. So we grabbed pictures and we're going to put him in fixed, um, fixed appliances. However, he also was missing tooth number four, six, his lower right first mandibular molar so we elected to replace that so i got a cone beam had a surgical guide made just with a two millimeter twist drill and my buddy amir has been teaching me some amazing tips Um, so the one tip that he's taught me is to place the guide then place your so he had so let me step back the tooth was extracted a long time about a year ago so there's lots of bone and then we so the we had the guide made so the tip he taught me was place the guide use a two millimeter drill down to your length so we were doing 10 millimeters and then see where your punt the hole is and then make your your crestal incision according to where your hole is so you place the crestal incision and then we use the drill just standard drills and it follows the it's really neat because it just follows the initial pilot hole that we made with our two millimeter twist and then place their implant and that was it, boom, done. It's absolutely unbelievably, incredibly simple. And the bone was actually really hard and I forgot about the tap drill. So that was another great learning experience that actually Amir's dental assistant has watched him use many, many times. So we use the two millimeter, or not the two millimeter, just a tap drill, just to get down to length. And that was it, boom. So he's doing great. And then later on the next day we had uh, tooth number two, six gentleman was retiring and we did a molar, a bit calcified. So my first max left molar. Um, it's a great case because I'm going to place it on my masterclass website because it shows about troughing, troughing for MB2. And if you trough just a little bit in the right place and push that mesial canal, put that MB2, excuse me, use a round burr to push the mesial canal, mesial, MB2 canal mesial. It makes it so much easier to access and get right to length because these cases can be done in an hour just using simple little adjustments to the way you visualize things. And that's the next thing I need to make a video of is just visualizing where the canals are and visualizing what happens when you get into different teeth and what the different things look like because that's what really helped me is just sitting driving visualizing these other cases i've seen on youtube looking look seeing you know visualizing what i'm going to look for what i'm going to see plan for it because once you're down the canals except for of course this case last night essentially it's all the same same darn thing getting files to the end but it's getting in that makes the biggest difference and boosting your confidence so that case went well. And then last night I had this young man uh, by the name of Jack. That's what it is. I, this is my retake of this uh, episode. Jack was a 14-year-old young man, taller than me, of course. And he had symptomatic irreversible pulpitis to tooth number 16, the first maxillary left right molar. And two weeks ago, he'd been having extreme cold sensitivity. And then that's kind of died down. And if you look at his periapical radiograph, 
I placed the final in the thumbnail, but if you look at the initial, um, it looks like it's actually necrotic. It was crazy. So when I did the cold testing, I wasn't expecting him to respond to cold. I was expecting a, a percussion response to tooth number 216, but the cold just threw me off. Um, but his response was lingering. So based on the symptoms, it's uh, needed a root canal. Uh, but based on the radiograph alone, it looks like that tooth should be necrotic. It looks like there's some sclerotic bordering. It looks like there's a lesion, actually, to be honest. Um, so it looks like there must be some response um, from the lining of the of the sinus, which is very interesting. So we got into that tooth. It was definitely, I couldn't even, I wouldn't even have been able to do a pulpotomy on that tooth. It was so hyperemic. I mean, it just continued to, to hemorrhage over and over and over and over, especially the pellet. So finally I broke down and got, uh, got my dental assistant to grab a brooch and we broached that, uh, got rid. It took me about a minute to get rid of that palatal, uh, pulp tissue. Cause then that finally slowed it down. Um, so and you know what's really interesting is this is a great case because it's one of those cases where you know as a general dentist you get in and you're like open pulp chamber no problem i'll get in there yeah it's bleeding i can solve the bleeding but then you get stop in the distal mesial buccal canals at like 14 millimeters of length and it your file just will not progress apically and it's the apical calcific apical curves and that is the problem those secrets in our master class we talk about getting around those secrets so i was able to do that in my just a buckle canal and in the museum i finally gave up and just used see if my wave one gold would get to length and it did so i was really grateful for that and then we had a great outcome i'm really happy with that the patient was amazing for 14 just super calm salivated like crazy <laughs> what an awesome kid and the last tip i need to throw in there is that psa block Whew, that makes such a huge difference for palatal for maxillary cases so make sure when you do your Root canals and your maxillary posterior teeth, do a, give them a regular infiltration, but also give them a PSA and then a palatal, a uh, bit of a palatal um, sur surface, gingival injections of whatever you want to call it. But the PSA will make, the make it's a game changer because they're not going to feel, rarely do they feel any pain on the palate, especially even during obturation. So that's it for doing the drive. Thanks so much for joining me and we'll talk to you soon. Cheers, Ash.